0: I'm Jordan Ferguson.
1: And I'm Kate McKinnon.
0: And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to not the 100th episode of the Geek Down Podcast again. <laughs> This is the show where two perfectionists, friends, and fellow geeks sit down in front of microphones and try to figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon.
0: Oh, my name is Jordan Ferguson. It's so true.
1: And again, this is not episode 100. Caitlin,
0: we can't keep doing this. I am running out of Kingdom Hearts <laughs> <laughs> subtitles to to use, to parody. I'm
1: telling you. Uh, episode 99 and three quarters. Five-eighths. Five, five-eighths. Decimal point. <laughs> 16th, 70 seconds.
0: I swear to God we're going to do it, y'all. We are. Let's actually get through the preamble first. If you want to make sure you are totally caught up before the 100th episode arrives, you you never know. Could happen next week. Could happen a month from now.
1: (laughs) You're just not sure. You never
0: know when it's happening. (laughs) If you want to be ready, you can go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod, listen to all now well over 100 episodes. (laughs) we have available for you to listen to here's
1: the thing technically we had 100 episodes before the 100 episodes because there was like mini episodes and like a side episode (laughs) here or there but you know let's face it we have issues
0: so (laughs) So so many many issues issues. you You go to soundcloud.com geekdownpod they're all there you can give us a follow you get a notification whenever episode 100 launches
1: and it will there will be fanfare
0: bam oh my god is it time yes it's time for episode 100 what Or you'll just get an update that it's another, you know, spinning our wheels. We couldn't fucking get it together episode. (laughs) And you'll be like. And yes, episode 100 will feature a lot of sound effects. (laughs) Oh, my God. I need to get a fucking soundboard ready. Anyway, that's how you can get all the episodes. If you're like, listen. I can't be paying attention to y'all all the time. Because
1: like, my life is busy.
0: And I have it more together than the two of you do. So
1: I could do a hundredth episode better <laughs> than you guys. I've done
0: multiple hundredth episodes. Thank you very much. But. You know what? Why don't you call me when you get your shit together? And we'll be like, you know what? We will do that. But you got to do something for us first. Just a small something. If while you're at SoundCloud or just in general on your phone, on your desktop computer. You're
1: waiting in an Elevator for something. Sure,
0: this is literally a how long—literally one floor of an elevator ride. That's how long it'll take you. Open your phone. Bam! You go to Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you have. Search us out. Boop boop. boop. Geek down. Geek it makes down that podcast. sound too. It does make that sound. <laughs> go there. If while you're there, if you want to give us a four or five, we don't deserve it, but we'd appreciate it.
1: He means stars.
0: Oh, I just said four or five. Yeah. Listen, I'm just—I'm fucking moving. He's—he's he's going second, so fast. coffee, <laughs> coffee and sorrel. Just did in it, one in each hand. <laughs> just get it done. <laughs> gives a four or five star review rating as said we don't deserve it but we will earn it we promise you that would be delightful and you can hit subscribe and once you hit subscribe your man's sir chauncey Frostilicus the third the geek down branded internet elf who is also growing very impatient with us
1: oh extremely He see he's got his shit together now i do have to say huh. there, are, there are reasons why we don't have our shit together there
0: are all good reasons we'll get into them in a moment so we get through the preamble first, because last year, last year, last week, we were just so apologetic to get it out there. We just forgot. We just forgot all the normal stuff.
1: Again, we do not have our shit together
0: at all. Anyway, Chauncey, the, Chauncey, he'll bring new episodes to your phone. Smash me in your ear hole, but it's, like nicely
1: and caressingly, and not like sexual. a lover.
0: Yeah, no, you, you listen. You've been waiting the past three months for episode 100. You know the you know the deal by now. Yeah. Um, if you want to yell at us for not having episode 100 done, there are a few ways you can do that on Twitter at GeekdownPod, on Instagram at GeekdownPod. I imagine we'll probably be doing some sort of live simultaneously yeah. while we're, while we're doing that business. Um, cause episode 100 is going to be a video. Let's it just is. put that out there. We're going to do a video.
1: It's going to be our faces. So, you know, Jordan's normal face and my really wide face, like hugely wide. But, like people are like, wow, you've got a big face. <laughs> we need to get
0: a camera that will accommodate All all that.
1: All all my face. Putting my
0: palm in her her giant brown face right now.
1: It is a moon. I am a small satellite. (laughs) I could rotate around the earth and
0: people could look at their telescopes and be like, oh my God, look at that face. So we have to make some adjustments. But yes, go to uh, on Instagram at GeekdownPod um, or maybe just my own personal Jordan underscore Ferguson if I think we get more views that way. (laughs) And yeah, that's where that'll be. Um, We also have an email if you would like to give us a well-reasoned lengthy thrashing
1: yeah we'll take that. it we'll
0: take it you can do that uh geekdownpod.gmail.com or on our facebook group which is at
1: www.facebook.com
0: forward slash
1: geekdownpod
0: look at that she's still nailing that though
1: it, it was hard i gotta say the w's i almost tripped over the w's <laughs> it was i'm congested it i have a, a cough coming a sneeze could be
0: both <laughs> so that's where we're at y'all but hey hey guess what i'm looking at everybody What are you looking at? I'm looking at that round-ass face.
1: It is a round-ass face. I I fully embrace it now. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, for a long time, I was like, what's wrong with my face? Why is it so much bigger than everybody else's? (laughs) But now I'm just like, yeah, it's my face.
0: And just, listen, oh, just hearing that rich vocal fry on your mic. She's in the room this week, y'all.
1: I am. I am in, and I am congested. No
0: Skype today. So I mean, hey, look at look at the gradual improvements we're making. We went, went from a Skype episode to her in the room. Like we're we're moving upward. It's I, going to happen. I
1: literally had a conversation with Jordan where Jordan's like, "Well, we can like do it on Skype again," and I was like, "No, no, no I'm coming in." And he was like, "Why? Like you're sick and all of this?" And I was like, "Well, I'm trying to pull my life back together." So there is that. Um and I miss you. Like, you know, there are reasons. There are many reasons. Also, I got a drive, which is very nice.
0: That is oh, it's very nice. Yeah, this is the first time I've 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 seen her since since god fucking before Christmas. Last year. Last year. It was, it's been like a month. It's probably yeah. been like a month. Yeah. That's disgusting. Ugh. us never do that. never do that again. Um, good good to see you.
1: Hi. It's good to see you too.
0: <laughs> I like her. Um so, uh, oh,
1: one thing we didn't, and I, I hate to bring it up mm. because we ask, we, you know, we ask for forgiveness. We ask so much from our wonderful, lovely, amazing viewers. We didn't mention the Patreon.
0: They're they're listeners. They'll be, they're not viewers till we actually get episode one hundred.
1: You but know what I meant. I they're they're mean. they're in their mind's eye. They're <laughs> they're picturing <laughs> my giant face. <laughs> and Chauncey.
0: And Chauncey, he's just hanging out, yeah, look, looking at us,
1: being cool in the background.
0: <laughs> so cooler than us yeah way way cooler than us we have a patreon we don't deserve any of your money but we're grateful for it unbelievably grateful for it um <clears throat> you can learn more about that at patreon.com slash geekdown for as little as five dollars a month you get access to the patreon feed which i promise we'll have things on it soon um
1: lives putting them back together <laughs> like pieces <laughs> pieces of a puzzle listen
0: it's just us out here y'all it's just us. Just I listen us. to these other podcasts and they have producers and <laughs> editors and people who take care of this stuff. Ha! It's just us, y'all. And goddammit, we are doing the best we can. My eyes burn. Caitlin is dying at least 74% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are we at right now? Percentage of death.
1: Percentage of death? Um, better than I was. Yes. But, um,. My nose hurts from blowing it. I'm congested. My throat hurts. My chest hurts when I breathe. Um, my eyes are burning. And in general, I feel like someone mowed me down with a large automobile.
0: So what? Am I going to ask her to be like, hey, Caitlin, go uh, devote your evening to stuff on the Patreon feed? I don't know. Figure something else out. No, I'm not. I'm going to be like, please get better and take care of yourself.
1: It's it's a good thing to do.
0: And also, I work nights. So when I'm done this, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, that's where we're at. And you know what? Doing our best. We let you guys know this because we know some of you are in the same situation. We want to bond with
0: you. We do want to bond with you. I saw some big long thing on Facebook somebody posted or like a Twitter thread or something. Basically, it was just a really like – I think I put it – I think I retweeted it on the Twitter. It was basically just a thread about like let's talk about what really being poor looks like. Right. And breaking down like you know, even your $10 burrito like – that's, you know, when you're so poor that you are like saying no to things, yeah. like all the time, mm-hmm. and how you just accept that as, you know, part of your life. And, you know, I'm grateful that I have a podcast partner and very close friend who uh, understands that. So that when it's like, hey, you want to go do this? And I'm like, nah. Yeah. Can't. Can't do it. Um,
1: It's literally the difference between like buying groceries yeah. and doing a thing.
0: And I, I have, the only time I've really felt it was. I think it was uh, when I was going to go back home once, and you know my friends, bless their hearts, you know love them dearly, but then they're both you know professionals. Things like own homes, professionals, own homes. I don't own a home. I will never own a home. Own homes and cars and things like that, and uh, you know they they like to go out to eat eat a lot. Yeah. And we were going to go make a record digging trip or something, and I was like, cool, I can go record digging. I got food at home. Yeah. If you want to go, or I'm
1: packing sandwiches. You (laughs) know how many times? Sorry, you have any. Uh, n- like the number of times I've packed sandwiches, especially for my trip here mm. on the weekends, like I will pack lunch so that by the time I take the time to come here, we do the podcast and I leave.
0: Well, yeah, it can be a long ass day. You're going to get yeah. hungry, right?
1: Because I, I can't afford to like buy stuff every time, every weekend. Anyway, sorry. There's lots of packing of sandwiches.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, just telling them like if you want to eat and go wherever you want, I'm getting water though. Like, yeah, And it's just what it is. I'm not going to feel bad about it. Yeah. Like you shouldn't feel bad about it. If you want to do it, do whatever. Don't feel like you need to order anything for me. I'm not asking you to buy, pay for my meal or buy me lunch or whatever, but like that's where I'm at. And then they, people will automatically then hit you back with like, well, we could go here and this has got this much. And so no, th- that doesn't, the price doesn't change the algebra here. Uh, like, no. <laughs>
1: no, um, it's if you money try, if leaving
0: you, my pocket that I neither can nor want to spend because I got food at home.
1: You can't subtract something from zero. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I might have it, but it's a matter of like, yeah, I can do this. I don't want to have rice and beans for the next, you know, three days yeah. to payday, or you know, be low key, hopping the turnstile on uh, on the Toronto Transit Commission, <laughs> or like going on the back doors and just hoping that you don't get caught. Ooh, we do we do that a lot.
1: I once I or want...
0: just waiting for like three buses to come because you know I've, I I leave very early in the morning. Yeah, that that, that bus. Often has time to kill because it's the end of the line, technically. So it pulls up and then the driver might have like eight minutes to kill and then he goes for a walk. Some of them leave the door open.
1: And they're just like, yeah, get on. And you're like, yes, I definitely beeped. Honor system. Yes, I I
0: totally have a pass. Sure.
1: Yeah, I definitely beeped my card when I went in. Oh, I'm on that now. Are you on the Presto? Yeah,
0: I finally went on. Sorry. So uh, yeah, listen, uh, y'all. Toronto
1: is really behind the times.
0: Regional Toronto. Like, listen, even when I was in Windsor, they had bus passes that you swiped. Yeah. And the first time, when I first got to Toronto and I bought a pass, I was, like, looking for a swiper. And then the driver was just like, no, just let me see it. I was like, word? <laughs> we just I just wave it at you and I'm, <laughs> expect you to look? That's how I realized that, like, as long as your transfer says the right day on it, that's yeah. the most they're going to look at. Oh, yeah. If they even look at that. They're just going to, like, oh, you're holding a paper up? Cool. So they have finally gotten on board with this one usage, like... Is You put cash on it and then you can use it on a bunch of different transit systems. Yeah. So you don't have to buy – you may still have to pay more than one fare if you're switching lines sort of thing, but you don't need – if you're a commuter, you don't need one pass for – like Caitlin takes two transit lines to get here every week.
1: Yeah, but the pass works for both.
0: So you just boop tap it when you get on the go and then boop tap it when you get on the T T C and it's yep. like it works on works on everything. And
1: boop when I tap it like for the Hamilton bus, like it it works for all of them.
0: Yes. Um this has been a very comedically <laughs> boofed process. And like like a lo- took a long time so long i think i i think i knew that presto was a thing when i got here because it worked on all the outlying yeah <laughs> transit talk with jordan k um <laughs> worked on all the Here's out a minute. <laughs> Worked on all the outlying systems but not the main toronto system but yeah i just happened to be at the shoppers and like we said before it hasn't gotten much warmer in this city in the past week we have no. one day that was like 20 degrees warmer and then went boop back down it, to 20 it was, degrees it was
1: fucking balmy I, I walked out of work and I had no idea. I was like, is it really this hot or do I have a fever again? Do you see like this I,
0: super heavy, like zip up sweater thing? Shout yes. to Mom and dad, this thing. I look like an, I look like a sexy dock worker when I wear this with my pea coat. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> um, but I left just in that on Wednesday and was fine. Like it was unbelievable. But yeah, I was in, I was in the line of shoppers and somebody was getting their card done and I was like, oh, do they just sell them here? Cause if it's the sort of thing where I can just like not leave my house. Yes. If I can just go on the website and be like, yeah, put some fucking money on it. it that's going to improve my life. Yes. So now I'm on it, but used up all my money yeah. yesterday, put, you know, 30 bucks on it or something because this thing is so wonky and like not perfected. Apparently like my balance on the website won't update until I use it. What? So I'm just going on faith that I got one token over there. That's like my emergency token. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah, always have the emergency token. Because
0: <laughs> I know I fucking know I'm going to get on there today, go to beep this thing. And even though it said, like, you know, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be fine within like, you know, 16 hours or something. Yeah. Um, I just know I'm going to go to beep that thing.
1: So there is a good thing about Presto. And that, so when you buy the card itself, you have to put down six bucks. Yes. So what happens is if, say, you're short, it will, you can go minus like five or six dollars. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's good. But you can't do it like it all will. The time, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's good for like if you didn't realize or it's an emergency or something. So they'll front
0: you a couple if you haven't. Yeah.
1: And now if you you do it, obviously you have to pay them the negative balance. Um, it's not more than the card because they don't want people just having all these negative balance cards that they throw away. Oh, um, so yeah, so that's that's one good thing about it. Um I like the system. What I don't like is it takes so fucking long to update when you put money on it.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it still says Zero And apparently the information doesn't get... I checked my... We are so in the weeds of regional talk right now. But
1: <laughs> Some people like it, though.
0: I went to go check, like, you know, my card activity, whatever. Yeah. And it said, like, I'm fucking... I tapped at all these weird-ass bus stations and whatnot. Because if you tap, it doesn't transmit that information, like, right away. You might have to be yeah. at a different... The bus might be passing. There might only be, like, X pl- places on the line where the information gets fucking bluetooth or transmitted to the servers or whatever yeah anyway this is one of the reasons why it's been a mess and uh commuting in toronto continues to be just a treat
1: have you been on the new line we got a new subway line guys a
0: new subway line i haven't been on it yet it looks gorgeous it looks amazing do you want
1: to um, hear something really crazy and weird oh my
0: god go ahead
1: i had dreams about the subway stations like a year ago
0: okay isn't that weird? <laughs> just chilling out at Pioneer Village.
1: I literally had dreams about these subway stations and then I saw pictures of them and it really freaked me out. And I was like, ooh. I was like, maybe if I dream about some lottery numbers, I could like win the lottery. And then we could just do the podcast all the time. All the time. Wouldn't that be amazing? God.
0: like If you win the lottery, I can have like like 1% of your winnings, right?
1: I will give you money if I win the lottery. I, I know there are people out there who win the lottery and... They have siblings and stuff still in debt. How can you enjoy your money when you know, like, you have friends who are really destitute or poor or, or, like, have student debt? How could you enjoy your money when you know people out there that you love are suffering? I just don't get it. I just don't get it.
0: I always say it's that thing when you you read about, you know, conservatives conservatives globally and Republicans in America specifically. I always go back to that. uh, It was like a Huffington Post piece after, you know. Another thing, the Republicans, I think it was during the healthcare debate. Right. When they're the Republicans were just trying to gut the healthcare system. And the article is basically like, I cannot convince you that it's right to help people. Right? Like, I'm just giving up. I can't convince you. Like, there's, I don't know why I can't, I don't know how to convince you that it's right to help people.
1: Yeah. It's so crazy. It's weird. we live in um, a weird time. New subway stations, lotteries. <laughs> people getting the healthcare system.
0: Weird times we live in. As as Mama Ferguson once said, and this is the closest to a political philosophy I have. Conservatives want to take my rights, liberals want to take my money. They can have my money.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Although uh, Oh, liberals also giving us money. Shut's to that minimum wage upcrease. Upcrease? That's a word. Increase. Increase? Um In Ontario?
1: I have to say, actually working for the place I work for, yes. I actually get paid pretty well. Um but it actually meant a lot to me as someone who worked retail for Mm. so like like 10 years. It just means so much to me that they are trying, trying. And I know, like, I just get so angry because all these companies are like, oh, well, with that minimum increase, you have to gut all these other things. I'm like, and how has any, the weird thing is I read all these stories and no one talks about the profit they make. No. Now there are some companies that are mom and pop that I'm not. I've never owned my own business. I'm not gonna say how it affects them or what they bring or like their take home. Or A mom any and of pop that. type of joint.
0: That's probably that is going to affect them. But the people complaining the loudest are the people that it affects the least. Like
1: yeah, I I really like that. I like the way you put that. Yes. Um, if I have to hear one more like Tim Hortons franchise o- uh, owner um, talking about. How they can't? Oh man, they have to take it out on the on the workers. No more
0: paid breaks. You clock out for everything, even your fifteen. Like,
1: um, I never wanted to punch people harder in the face.
0: And my pisser is like, Tim Hortons is a franchise, right? So yeah. I can be all mad at Tim Hortons, but if I when I'm going to stop going to my local? It's not it's not you uh, and Erica and Tenzin's fault that that some dipshits out in Coburg are uh, yeah are screwing their employees over. Well, that's over. that's
1: why it's important to say to ask. You're like. Local, like be friends with your employees and be like hey they haven't fucked you over have they mm. but at the same time you don't want to stop going because then they go out of business and then those people that you want to help lose their job yeah. it's such a complicated thing <sighs> also tax evasion man this is getting real dark what's up with politics
0: Ugh. and people People uh, are the worst one thing i couldn't help but notice kate yeah nails look real pretty
1: oh thanks
0: we're why are your nails so pretty, Kate?
1: I, I was at a wedding.
0: Yeah, she was.
1: I actually grew my nails out like a lady.
0: Oh. Like a like a well.
1: Like a, a lady who who is fancy.
0: <laughs> like a fancy lady. Like a
1: fancy lady. Um, and then immediately the day after the wedding, chop them all <laughs> off. I was like, I hate this so much. Everything gets caught in these. Can't
0: hold my food. I can't
1: I make weird sounds when I type. <laughs> Um, it's like a tick 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 ticka sound. Um so I cut them up but they're still fancy and sparkly. Um I went to a fabulous wedding. I was part of the I I had to make a speech. Oh. I am not the best speech uh maker. I both hate public speaking and um don't like talking to people. So, you know, <laughs> it's a bad combo. I think I did okay though. Um uh but it was a great wedding and I'm really happy for the couple. And uh, they had sort of a D20. It wasn't themed. Like it was really subtle. It was actually really cool how they did it. But instead of the clinking of glasses, which a lot of holes now do not like because people fucking break the glasses yeah. and it damages shit. Um, they had a giant D20 that you rolled. Oh, nice. And depending on what you landed, like the couple would kiss or you had to kiss someone or you had to kiss the groom. Oh, nice. It was it was awesome. So it was a great wedding. I'm glad I was there lots of fun sparkly nails all good pictures of my big face it was you know great
0: Kate, will never say it but i'll say it on her behalf of someone who's also s- stood in a wedding we love the people who get married we're also very happy when it's over
1: it's just a lot of work right and it's a lot of work for the bride and groom too it is it's a
0: lot of work for everybody
1: it's just a lot it's a lot of work so and of course i've been so unwell um which i think i'm ready to speak about now okay yeah you want to get into it? I'm going to get into it. Okay. Um, so I have been. I'm going to put an asterisk beside this, um, or like a, a what do they call it? An end note. Mm. Um, I have been diagnosed with endometriosis. Yes. Which is when your uterine lining grows fun places it's not supposed to. Like the rest I don't of think my I even life. Knew
0: this. I thought it was in, just in like an infection of the.
1: No, it of is the lining. When it is when the lining is just like, hey, cool, I'm going to grow in your fallopian tube. Woo, party! Um, and is like the rest of my body just does its own fucking shit whenever it wants.
0: Your uterine lining becomes Will Ferrell in old school. He's just like... <laughs> yes. Your uterine lining is like, we're
1: going streaky! <laughs>
0: like barges into your fallopian tube.
1: Yeah, exactly. And because of this... Um, Uh, I have cysts on my ovary from endometriosis because the cysts like take the uterine lining. It's like, I'm going to make a thing out of it. Yay. (laughs) Um, And causes.
0: We have any artists out there. We just get get depictions of these personalities. Caitlin is giving to her reproductive organs.
1: um, And so I, every month um, (laughs) when it's shark week, my, Body, because of this, is in unbelievable amounts it's like of pain. Someone takes
0: a KitchenAid mixer with rusty knives on the end of it and just <laughs> sticks it into your lower abdomen.
1: Yeah. Um it's like regular cramps times a thousand. Like so bad I can't I can't walk, I can't move. Um and it lasts for about a week and a half. Now, some women have this pain all the time. I so so far have only had it for, like I said, like a week and a half um after. The beginning, um, but it's unbelievably bad and it's very hard to deal with. And there are things we are doing, but basically every month I am basically prepared to get this terrible, terrible pain. The doctor has given me lots of Tylenol 3s with uh, codeine.
0: Ooh, even better. (laughs) Hope that's on a recording day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Uh, probably will be. So if we are a little wonky with our schedule or episodes, that is why... Um, I definitely feel for those people who have um, chronic pain conditions. Mine, I get, thankfully, like three and a half weeks of a break um, with one and a half of, like, unbelievable pain. Yeah. Um, whereas I know people who have it all the time. Uh, so I count myself lucky, but it's also frustrating. Thankfully, and I've heard horror stories since I've talked to many women about this. There are some women who... Had it for ages and just kept on not getting diagnosed. Um, some people have found it really difficult out there with their doctors, um, not listening to them or taking a long time to get a diagnosis or not get treated. My doctor's been fantastic, and everyone except for one nurse who's grumpy, um, everyone has been wonderful and kind and listened to me and given me lots of drugs. So <laughs> thank you.
0: Most importantly, thank
1: you to the Ontario the drugs medical are system. Flowing. Thank you to Ohip for for the drugs actually yeah i had to call i called because the emergency doctor is the one who initially gave me the the t3s Mm -hmm. and i actually had to call my specialist and was like hey and i felt like they were totally gonna be like she's a fucking junkie but i was like (laughs) i really need more t3s i was like i need more i don't have enough i'm worried they won't last me And they're like, okay, we'll have to talk to the doctor. And I was really worried they were going to get back and be like, no, unfortunately, every time you're in pain, you're going to have to come back to the office. But no, he got back to me and was like, yeah, we'll have one meeting. I'll give you lots.
0: Give (laughs) me the the family size bottle.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just use them when you need to. But they're like, but that's the other thing. Like medication, certain medications are not good for parts of your body. T3s are not good for your liver. (laughs) So it's like, what do I want? Not pain or a liver. Uh, right now not pain <laughs> suck it liver um, so yeah so that's the story I hope anyone out there who has chronic pain conditions that they're getting the help they need feel free to like drop me a line and we can talk about how much it sucks um, we can start a group maybe like our own Facebook geek down pain group <laughs> where we just like say fuck a lot into onto our computers um, yeah yeah, get at me if you want.
0: All my pain is emotional. Am I still allowed to... No. Okay. Well, that's fair.
1: No, no, that's not fair. <laughs> no, <laughs> I... I
0: understand.
1: I, 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 I well, we could have like a subgroup. I
0: think we... Yeah, <laughs> definitely. For, just for both of us, we need a separate emotional pain group. Yeah. Um, well, salute to you for persevering and Thank choosing you. to share that with the listeners. It's...
1: I'm hoping that... Um, like I said, we're like in the process of trying to heal and figure things out. And I'm hoping that... In the next couple months,
0: I, I make an improvement. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Here's hoping. Cheers to that.
1: Cheers. Do you want to tell them what we're drinking?
0: Oh, man. Let me get, get the full experience. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, ah, ah. <laughs> oh There's the burn. Um, so speaking of things, I don't know if we want to talk about on air or not. I may... Jordan? I may be seeing someone. <gasps> in... The, she calls it dating. That's okay. Okay. You're, be, you're dating I someone. I might be dating someone. Kind of. I guess. Um, and she's Jamaican. <laughs> Half the listening audience just went, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Um, and... She came over here on New Year's Eve and brought a gift.
1: And what was this gift? This amazing gift?
0: Gift was a mason jar, uh, because the best things come in mason jars. (laughs) Always. Of a beverage that Jamaican culture, they just call sorrel, I guess, or sorrel drink. Sorrel drink. Sorrel is a flower, I'm told. Okay. And um, traditionally, it's a summer drink. Right. As Caitlin can probably tell after having partaken in it.
1: I don't know. I think it could be it could be like a a christmas punch type of thing it could
0: be both it's it's kind of mulled wine adjacent yeah a little um because the sorrel is a flower and you basically you make it with other fruit and the flowers or the flower extract or what have you and in this case rum so we're getting festive by the minute here yeah and also ginger so the woman i am dating i guess um you
1: guess (laughs) he's been over the moon
0: I've been alone a very long time fam. Like it's, it's a weird thing for me to reckon with. Um, so there's also ginger in it. Yeah. So she took great joy in watching me try to process my, my white palate, try to process <laughs> all these flavors, uh, simultaneously. So it starts off fruity. Yeah. And then just slowly fruity, you taste the rum a little bit. And mm-hmm. then just that, 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 that ginger, that, that ginger starts hitting you in the back. Um, i i'm i'm lukewarm i mean obviously i still have some so i haven't like been powering through it since new year's um and (laughs) offered kate a beverage you know you want tea you want some club soda do you want i was like oh you want to try the sorrel stuff kate was game for it yeah kate is all about sorrel.
1: i am all about sorrel. no i do have to say i am well we know this i am unbelievable shades of of white person like so pasty Um, my tongue is pasty. That's how white I am. Um, so I have put it with a little bit of, uh, (laughs) she she cut it, I cut it with, uh, uh, some fizzy drink, some fizz.
0: Take take a sip of the uncut. I'm just
1: going to take a sip of the uncut.
0: Jordan's drinking it uncut.
1: No, I'm still all about it. Still all about it. All All about it. Um,
0: I I will let her know.
1: Um, it It, is fantastic.
0: Her mama made it, so.
1: Well, you make sure you tell her to pass on to her mama that this white girl that that her boyfriend is friends with and does a podcast with loves this stuff. the stuff.
0: Official drink of the white the white ass geek town podcast. Yeah, sorrel drink.
1: Sorrel drink. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not that gingery. Put some hair on your chest. Um. Well, that's everything that's been going on. We'll get to updates in a moment. Um. Do you have any news? I have one thing that's I, I worth do. mentioning.
1: I do have some news. It's more of like little like things you should put a pin in <laughs> okay. with Caitlyn McKinnon. Um, first thing you should put a pin in. Putting
0: pins with Kate McKinnon with
1: Kate McKinnon. Uh, Gotham. My gaslight is out. They made that. that oh was yes, that
0: they made the animated version
1: adaptation. Um, it is out now. So check it out. Um, I maybe will check it out, but again, time and sleeping and recovering. To, uh, you know. It takes it takes a lot out of my day. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see it because I really loved Ga- Gotham by Gaslight. It's one of my favorite, uh, what are they called, El- Elsewhere? Um, yeah, Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Um, uh, so I'd, I'd like to check that out. Um, if you've checked it out, let us know. Um. Also, there are some rumors that the, one of the next ones that they're going to be uh, making is a uh, Red Sun uh, adaptation. New
0: before you even came out of your mouth. It was like, one other Else worlds are going to do? It's Red Sun.
1: <laughs> Red Sun. Um, which, I really liked Red Sun. I don't... I think you've told me you didn't like it as I much. I mean... You don't like the the writer.
0: It's Merck Miller, but... Merck Miller. Yeah, me, me, I will, you know... DC's not going to let him put rape and decapitation in one of his stories. So, I mean... No. <laughs> I don't think it's as good as people say it is, but it's it's fine.
1: But I liked it. Um, so, yeah, that's something else to, to... We'll keep on... It'll be on the horizon. Yes. Um, the other pin, which is probably the most important thing, Uh-oh. is that uh, the, the uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson Cosmos... Um, which came out in 2014, Mm -hmm. is getting a second season! (laughs) Um, Which is coming out in 2019. Uh, It is called Possible Worlds, so instead of focusing in on our world and our solar system, they will be, as far as I can tell, going out and traveling the galaxies.
0: Mm, Stoner fuel.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Or sorrel fuel,
1: depending (laughs) on how much sorrel you have.
0: That's what you got? That's what I got. Well... One thing I saw that I said, well, this is probably very relevant to us. Uh, the writer of the, the screenwriter behind the adaptation of 12 Years a Slave, a mm-hmm. guy named John Ridley, yep. will be doing a series for DC Comics. Oh. He will be doing a series for DC Comics that offers a more racially and politically charged look. Dubbed The Other, sorry, this is all from a, the IGN piece that ran on it. Dubbed The Other History of the DC Universe, this limited series will center on heroes from various marginalized groups in the DCU awesome be they racial minorities members of the lgbt community or even aliens the main cast will include your man john stewart yes extraño i don't know who that is vixen yeah supergirl katana and renee montoya supergirl yeah just throwing supergirl in there i guess the alien side of things oh i suppose um, Ridley's story will re-examine key events in DC lore from the perspective of these characters and chronicle their respective struggles to embrace their true selves.
1: Amazing.
0: Ridley said, quote, I could not be more excited by the opportunity to excavate the canon of the DC universe through a vast array of characters who've earned their seat at the table. I'm very impressed with DC's commitment to making their history as reverent and urgent as it is engaging and entertaining for all its many fans. So that's hype. That is hype. Anything with John Stewart is like... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, He's the best. He's not the best. He's the best. Kyle forever. Kyle never gets any respect. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, definitely interested to see that. I love Rene Montoya. I love Vixen. Um, and if it's going to be doing the whole like you know Marvels bit where it's like taking key events, but like what were these people doing right while this was happening? Marvels was a Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross series from way back yonder, which was a Man More Man on the Street version while right. these huge events were happening I'd be interested to see uh to see what that's about we know nothing regarding uh artists working on the project um the release date is only listed as winter 2018 yesterday as we are recording uh there may be more news on this cuz Ridley discussed it at a panel at a pop-up event called DC in DC which happened in Washington DC and there was a panel called The Many Shades of Heroism, DC Heroes Through the African-American Lens that Ridley was at, where he discussed the series as well. That's awesome. So give that a Google if you're interested. There may be more details there as well. Yeah. Super hyped about that. You know, Marvel always gets celebrated for, like, trying, you know, trying the things like that. Yep. DC maybe less so. Um, so it's it's very cool that they are attempting this. And I think I saw that um, a... Supporting character in the Black Lightning series mm-hmm. is actually uh, going to be a lesbian, so it's like the first cool televised lesbian of color in a superhero show type of thing. So, Breaking ground. Love all that mess. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, we have updates. We do have updates. Do you have updates? Yeah, I do. What do you got?
1: I finished all of Father Brown on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> um, the latest season, like the last season up there is... They have some unbelievably well-written episodes. It's gotten to the point where – so I, oh, I talk a lot about Father Brown in, like, the lens of, like, um, Murder, She Wrote, mm. where it's it's silly, right? It's, there's this huge, silly component of it. Yeah. And I think when you can start making fun of your own show, that's when you, like, transcend <laughs> – um,
0: Is Father Brown getting meta?
1: yeah um and it started at the very first ep- on the very first episode of the uh first season, and the whole season has been like kind of making fun of itself in certain ways also the dialogue's really like picked up like it's always been pretty fun and Britishy and silly, but it's like just gone another level um so yeah i just I really enjoyed the season and uh and i and i I'm not bored of it
0: yet what about boniface though
1: what about boniface
0: what about boniface though
1: bring back boniface still still god damn it i don't think th- i think i'm gonna really actually have to start some kind of like oh. like twitter hashtag campaign BBC, forget what's... time's up
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> Jesus. i'm
1: kidding i'm kidding <laughs> obviously
0: obviously obviously um so that was you're just straight hardlining Father Brown all week. Yeah, That's the only thing you got. Um, I'm not. One I think.
1: To, I think sometimes I don't remember.
0: I'm not one to talk. The only thing I've been doing is hardlining fucking Persona Five, uh, which you showed me, which I is showed, just showed Kate, showed Kate some of it. Like, wow. Kate didn't see a single battle. She hasn't even seen the fighting in the game yet. Oh, but
1: oh, what? Oh, what? There's a th- the thing. You're hitting me. Yeah, it's really important. Discovery is back. Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: Oh, Good Place is back, too.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that means probably the Orville is back. Probably. Ugh.
0: Brooklyn Nine-Nine probably back, too.
1: <gasps> um, okay, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just laughed now because I can see the glee on people's faces when they hear a Caitlin gasp.
1: And it's not on purpose. I just get very excitable. Um. So, Discovery came back. Yeah. Um, th- there was a huge, like... Uh, You you were real real
0: high on it when it ended.
1: The the there was a couple things in the in the episode I back that I did not enjoy. I'm kind of getting over the like. I'm not really thinking of the show as a Star Trek show Mm. anymore. Like it's doing something, and that thing is interesting, but it is not doing a Star Trek thing. Um, to me, Star Trek is always about the struggle of maintaining peace, but how that is the greatest outcome. Um, the show is, has turned into something else. It's like in survival mode, right? Um, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but basically I did enjoy the episode, but, uh, there are some things I really did not enjoy. So,
0: um, yeah, good place back can't even speak about anything with that show at risk of spoiling something for somebody because it's so tightly serialized. But Ted Danson is the god. He remains the god. I love Ted Danson. Um, What else? Yeah, Persona 5. We are now at a point now where it has opened up a little bit. Right. And like, as I explained to Kate, you're now at a point where like summer vacation happened, right? So you're out of school. Yep. Um, So it's like you have X amount of things. You can do something during the day. You can do something at night. Yeah. The game is nice enough, considerate enough, I guess, to give you the option to, like, hit the center button. And if you do, you will basically get, like, stats of, like, what people have done that day. If you're just, like, overwhelmed by all the options, the, you can hang out with, like, 15 different people. You can go work a job. You can go to the batting cages. You can go take a bath. You can do your laundry. Like, yeah. make some coffee. There's a million things you can do. Um, so that's nice. But also, it's like we're now at the point where, like, everybody wants to hang out with me, like, all the time. Yeah. Like listen, where's is, is there an introvert mode on this game where you can just like <laughs> listen. You have to have group hangs. Listen, Ryuji. L- give me some space, alright? I need space. Trying to smash my homeroom teacher slash maid. It's so
1: weird. <laughs> it's real weird. Like weird.
0: I will say this. I like the game has was a very had a very cool stretch where basically I won't even try to explain it to the lay listener, um, but Basically, it has to do with like making people change their feelings. Like That's a good way of putting it. If somebody is an abusive phys ed teacher, get to a point where they like apologize for abusing their students. If one guy is a gangster, he confesses all his crimes and turns himself into the police. One of these involved uh, a young girl who basically was a shut-in and blamed herself for her mother's death. And she hires your crew, the Phantom Thieves, herself. Normally, the Phantom Thieves infiltrates these people like on the on their own without the person knowing in this case it was her saying like no come and steal my heart because I don't want to feel this way anymore and it was kind of intense and touching and had a lot to say about trauma and and survival and like she was a shut-in she was a hikikomori so after you beat the level you spend the rest of the summer break portion of the game basically doing things with her (sighs) like (laughs) taking her shopping or ultimately to like to go on a trip to the beach type of thing. Like, and it was just really sweet. And it's a weird ass game. Cause it can do that so well. And so touchingly, but then like have really weird, lame, Oh, those guys are gay and they're hitting on you and you're straight. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> or as mentioned, the very strange, but useful from a gameplay perspective storyline where you <laughs> hire your homeroom teacher who's moonlighting as a weird submissive maid to come and do your housekeeping.
1: I'm shaking my head. I'm just like, what is going (laughs) on? And then there's a cool cat, though, who has the voice of that thing from Madoka Magica. What was his
0: name? Oh, that's going to bug me. Who cares? Um, The other thing I watched, well, I did make Caitlin watch like four minutes of the latest Pop Team epic, just to give her a sense of it.
1: It is insane. (laughs)
0: Kind of loves it. Uh, first episode didn't have what I presume will be the, uh, the theme song. The theme song is kind of my shit, even though it's on that usual, like J pop, like super busy J pop type stuff.
1: But it is, there's
0: some minor chords in there and like, uh, which gives it a sense of drama that I kind of (laughs) like, um, it's that's show still fucking nuts. Um, I didn't showcase the whole episode, but I watched the whole episode. Did it in reverse this time, where the second half was a repeat of the first half again. But then the old men were voicing them on the second half, right? And they made some subtle changes that I saw anyway. Um, the one other thing I watched, which I'm telling you now, right, you're gonna get, okay, but I'll be prepared. Only only the first episode is out because this is uh, Netflix's Netflix is dipping their toe into simulcasting.
1: Yes, you have. And you mentioned this before,
0: and I went into watching this because um, it's not on Netflix in the states. I don't think it's only in Netflix in like other colonial regions. So, Canada's, for
1: once, we're getting things. Canada's
0: got it. The UK's got it. Australia might have it. Check it out, Kira. You probably already have. Um, and I re- went into watching it because you know the and the twitter was like everybody's got to watch and support this to show netflix that this is how we want our anime and i'm like fine you fucking babies i'll <laughs> do my part for the community you're still all babies you can wait um so that's why i went into watching it not expecting much but holy shit it was for different reasons it was as successful a first episode as Cabinari was what we always cite Cabin Area as like having one of the best first episodes we've ever seen. Yeah. Because it was just balls out action. Just threw you in there. It was so well directed and so well paced. And it was just, vroom, just like hit the ground. And it was amazing. And yeah. then kind of wrapped itself up one and done. In a bow. Um, this did the same thing in much different ways. Um, show's called Violet Evergarden. Okay. And it is a... That's why I'm exposing my ignorance. Because I think I watched the entire episode thinking she was a robot. But she's not. I think she was just a child soldier. Okay. Um, her name is Violet. She's basically, she was a child soldier. There was a war. The show is basically about reacclimating to life in a post-war society. Right. There was a war. The setting is very kind of European kind of
1: future early. Na- no. Nope.
0: Oh, early 1900s oh. type of thing. Like when you see the one brutal shot of the com- brutal sequence of the combat, it's very trench warfare. World war one type looking thing. Right. Um, And Violet was basically a tool of this guy, the major. Mm -hmm. And when she wakes up, she's in the hospital. She's got basically like metal arms, um, which is why I thought she was a robot. And they replaced her arms, her previous metal arms with new metal arms. No, she may have had actual flesh and bone arms. Um, The major is clearly dead. Nobody wants to tell her this yet because she's very almost slavish in her devotion to the major And like, there's a moment where I've heard some people criticize. (laughs) It's funny. Every time I, every time I say, I've heard some people criticize, it's basically the anime feminist review, right? (laughs) but that all of the, you know, interactions with Violet are very, you know, patronizing. It's, it's men just treating her like a child type of thing, whatever. We'll see. But, um, this guy who's a lieutenant commander who says he was asked by the major to go get her. Officer, like, three stuffed animals. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can pick one. And she picks a puppy. He's like, oh, why'd you pick that one? it's like, oh, the Majors... I heard the Majors' brother once say, refer to me as his, you know, as his puppy or his dog type of thing. Wow. The implication being, like, she's your slave that you're using, but she doesn't, you know, that doesn't register with her. They sprinkle little things like that in as well about what her life was like during the war. Uh, Basically, the dude who picks her up ends up, he owns, he runs a business writing letters for people because nobody knows how to write Huh. only a small segment of the population knows how to write. And the postal service is all government based and the civilian needs are not being met. So he runs a letter writing and delivery service. Okay. So of a private, private postal office. And this is why I didn't know if that she was a robot or not. Cause they use they they use the title of doll in other places, which is weird. I don't know what's going on there. Okay. Um, but there's basically like one segment that is like, Either you straight transcribe what somebody comes in and says, or you write on their behalf where they don't know what they want to say and you word it for them. Mm -hmm. And basically, Violet hears one of these, you know, empathic dolls or what have you um, say the last thing that the major said to her. Right. And she does not know what it means and she wants to find out what it means. And that's what the show will be. Going forward, apparently. Oh. It was I Love You. Oh. <laughs> so it's a gorgeous show. Right. Looks gorgeous. I don't know if Netflix co-financed it or not, but they got some money in there. And I was just blown away by it and like, would have given it to you now, but it's not.
1: <laughs> but there's only one episode.
0: Can't do it. Got to wait for two more. So in two weeks, look forward to uh, Caitlin talking about Violet Evergarden. But that's on your Netflix is right now. It's going week to week. Actually, the new app ep- might be up already. I don't know. I gotta check. Um, I think on Thursdays a new episode goes up. Get in on that. It's actually, it's actually pretty pretty good. And a report from the chief Brown correspondent. He let me know this weekend that uh, he kind of echoes my take on Devil May Cry, baby. Right. <laughs> He's like, holy shit, that thing is just a ridiculous mess.
1: Like, not a good mess though.
0: Um, your mileage may vary. Mm. Um, All right. And he also watched uh, the 100th movie from Takashi Miki, the guy who directed Audition.
1: Right. In a Million
0: Other Things. He did an adaptation of classic manga, Blade of the Immortal.
1: Not A Million Other Things, A Hundred Other Things.
0: <laughs> womp, womp. He's done TV shows and stuff as well. It might total a million. Um, he did an ad- adaptation of a manga called Blade of the Immortal, and Kaien was like, A plus. Okay. Okay symbol. Like he's, He feels like it should be like handed to Hollywood directors to be like... When you don't know how to adapt manga, watch this and do this. I've seen the trailers. It looks mad. Grab. It's basically about a you know samurai who can't be killed type of thing. And it's, Ooh, it's really graphic. So super bloody? Body horror and things like that. Oh,
1: body horror. Well,
0: like limbs flying off. And oh, like yeah. That. That's fun. Oh, that's, that's fine. Caitlin's don't that's work fine. for that.
1: I just can't do torture.
0: Um, so, yeah. That's kind of all the things we've been consuming, which I guess makes this as good a time as any to uh, take a little peace out for a minute.
1: Yeah. And then uh, where I can blow my nose some more
0: can't blow her nose sneeze expel some mucus we know she feels about snot so
1: yeah cough
0: <laughs> get it gone and when we come back it's on episode 100 so we're just gonna talk about some things we brought each other
1: i think that's pretty good though that's so what people we, come here for
0: that's what they come here for fear me Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. This is the part of the show where Caitlin and I talk about the things we brought each other. Because it's not episode 100.
1: It's not. Because we're going to do something different for that. Who knows when it will be, but we'll do something different. Whenever
0: it happens, it's going to be different. This week, not that week.
1: No. Not that week.
0: (laughs) So, as is tradition, Caitlin and I have each given each other something to check out. And as is tradition, there are three rules.
1: There are. The first one being the rule of three.
0: My God, you have to watch three episodes Read three issues, listen to three episodes, if it's got parts.
1: you got to consume, see three of them.
0: Yes, especially if they're epicycles.
1: Oh, especially.
0: Half relevant, this week, Kate gave me a movie. I did. I gave her a shoe. Yes. So she watched three. I watched one. It was only 90 minutes.
1: And that's one of the reasons I gave it to her.
0: Hashtag blessed. (laughs) Rule number
1: two. Which is hashtag save it for the pod.
0: Which I flagrantly Ugh. disregarded. Though I still, while talking understand. to Caitlin this morning, I was pretty context-free. I don't know what she uh, what she thought I was referring to.
1: Yeah, I had no idea what you were talking
0: about. But still, but I, I, was, I
1: mean, I kind of know what you were talking just, about. Just
0: but... so, so worked up to get it off my chest. It's Fra- a good or bad flagrantly, thing. flagrantly flaunt it. Um,
1: I, on the other hand, have said nothing.
0: We have that rule because we don't want to just give you some lukewarm moldy, crusty, sitting out there. You forgot to tie your bread bag, so they've gotten all crusty. And that happened to me this week. Oh. Um, I think I saved most of the loaf. But anyway, those end pieces, those aren't the type of takes we want to give you.
1: No, we don't want to give you end piece takes. Nobody wants
0: an end piece take. You want that middle of the loaf. Oh yeah. You know when you first get the loaf? And like listen, you all do it. You all just go to the middle of the loaf. Pull out from the middle of the loaf.
1: I go to the second piece.
0: Our takes come from the middle of the loaf. Middle of the loaf takes. They're pillowy. New year, new bits. <laughs> middle of the loaf takes. You can always expect middle of the loaf takes from CNJ's and js Hot Take Emporium. Always. Always. The third rule. Not a rule. More of a policy. Which is, there will
1: be spoilers.
0: There will be spoilers. One thing, who cares? Yeah. It's old as hell. It's really old. Other thing, maybe you care. Yeah. It's a you- thing I talked about on the show before. Kind of spoiled 90% of the first episode when I talked about it on the show. But, but there are more episodes. There are more episodes. Kate has other things to say. Jordan also hasn't rewatched, so she's going to have to fill in some blanks for Jordan.
1: I will fill in the blanks.
0: All right. We like to alternate, so I believe we're starting with the thing I gave you. Yep. And that is a thing I mentioned on the show. And listen, uh, we didn't suss out how this week was going to go. No. For a late until late in the week.
1: I was very sick.
0: <laughs> so I kind of had to go oh God, just watch this then i guess
1: and i literally went through netflix and went what could i give him <laughs>
0: <laughs> um
1: so it does not match in any way in shape or any heart. way well it, continu-
0: or, it continues the whole you know musical slash murder mystery uh true, vibe, vibe that this show has
1: true though and also like can you find it on netflix can yes you, can you can. find it
0: on net can you find it easily yes you can and the thing i gave her was the thing i've mentioned on the show before Which is the live-action adaptation of Erased. Erased. Or Boku Ga Inai Machi. Which is the town without me. Or a city where I alone am not. It's translated weird in the show itself. But every time you see the text on the screen, that's what it says. It doesn't say Erased. Okay. Um, Anyway, this was based on a manga by a maigakana named Sanbe, Which ran from June 2012 to March 2016. They actually have some beautiful hardcovers out oh. of the manga, if that's how you're inclined to consume this story. Uh, you can also find... There was an anime, as mentioned when I first brought this up, an anime I was not really crazy about. There's an anime, and there was a film. And there was a film, yeah. this Listen, <laughs> Japan has never met an avenue uh. to adapt something that...
1: Hey, you know what? That is what. Uh, what goes together with our things this week hmm. it has been adapted in many different ways oh
0: i'm curious to hear what yours has been yeah later in the episode um so yeah this was a anime adaptation from 2016 it ran on the celebrated noitamina block which is basically kind of the place we go to when we look for things that are not high school students trying to be the best yes you can usually find it by going through the noitamina block history uh, as caitlin said there was a film adaptation And this was a live-action television drama based on the manga, uh, co-produced by Netflix and Kansai TV, and it dropped on Netflix, The Service, worldwide, on December 15th, 2017. Let's try to give a more succinct synopsis of this show than the rambling one I gave when I first mentioned it a few weeks back. From our friends at Wikipedia, the story follows Satoru Fujinuma, a man who somehow possesses an ability that sends him back in time moments before a life-threatening incident, allowing him to prevent it from happening. When his mother is murdered by an unknown assailant, Satoru's ability suddenly sends him back 18 years to when he was still in elementary school, giving him the opportunity to prevent a kidnapping incident that took the lives of three of his childhood friends, two classmates, and one young girl studying at a school nearby. Yep. That. <laughs> all right. We know how Kate felt about this.
1: No, I was just (laughs) saying that was very succinct.
0: Yep. Yep, that's right. Um, I think one of the appeals that sold this for me in this version than the anime was, I don't know if it's just me, but it's kind of beautifully shot and just kind of shows... A Japan I don't, you know, no. really see a lot of. It's, it's kind of more rural. It's kind of more poor. It's like,
1: late 1980s. Late
0: 1980s. Japan. I guess it's not poor. It might be lower middle class. There's like row houses. and
1: Yeah. There, Well, there are um, some poor areas. Yeah.
0: And it's winter. It's yep. not a time you see in Japan depicted a lot. Yeah. A lot of snow shot very beautifully. Um, Yeah. Those first three episodes, homeboy goes back in time trying to prevent the murder specifically of a classmate named Kayo who's being abused by her mother. Yep. Um, and trying to prevent these murders. I don't remember everything that happens in the first three episodes. So, Caitlin, hot take: What would you think of this? And tell me what happened in the other two episodes. I
1: thought it was awesome. Oh, okay, and, awesome. Okay. Um. Uh. Let's see. What? Well, uh. I I I watched episode five.
0: Oh shit! All right. Oh
1: shit! Uh, I would have watched more, but I was really tired and needed to go to sleep.
0: No, I just finished it this morning. Okay. So. All right we can move um, to other things i don't know how spoilery we're gonna get uh,
1: uh so i'm gonna try and keep it within the first three episodes
0: no <clears throat> shit go for five if you uh, want.
1: okay um so let's see things that happen that are cool um he's also you don't well there's lots out there of course that i haven't seen but a lot of anime focuses on kids or like young teenagers like you said being the best yes. and all of that this is focused on, what is he, like 29 or something? Late 20s, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he is working at a pizza place and trying to get his manga um, out there. And not successfully. Not successfully. And um, and there's this f- girl who wants to be his friend and is interested in him, but she's like 17. Yeah. And even his mom makes a comment like... Way too young for you. And he's like, yeah, I know. I would, she just wants to be my friend. And um, I don't know. There's all kinds of things I loved. It was beautifully shot. I loved seeing this Japan. It also looked so real. All mm. the houses, the inside of the houses, the the kitchens, the tiny apartments, like everything looked so real. It was crazy and I
0: loved it. Cool, because like I said, I I said when I brought it up the first time, the reason the anime didn't stick with me was just because this is just a, how much are you throwing in this booyah base? Like, Yeah. You've well, the, you the time travel thing. You've got the... I
1: love that they don't really explain it. It's just like a well, thing. Well, good. I Well, I see. I, I like that a lot. It actually, in um, The Time Traveler's Wife, like they don't explain it. Um, he just, in The Time Traveler's Wife, he gets sent back to times. Do they never explain it in that? Nope. Um, it's just, it's basically his doctor has come up with this, like, this is what we're going to call it, but they have no idea why it happens. Um, and it just happens. And he kind of explains a little bit about it. I do like the, I do like, because he's a character that's very introverted. I do like some of the, uh, voiceover just being like, I don't know why it happens. I just get the sense. Then all of a sudden I get sent back. I know something bad, and I don't. I don't observe it the first time. And it's
0: usually like three to five minutes.
1: Yeah, and <clears throat> I don't observe it the first time, and then the second time I have to kind of look around to see what bad thing is going to happen. Um, and that was really cool. And of course, this happens. I think in the second episode. Um and his his mom's come to live with him because he got he was trying to save the small child which he did but he ran into a car <laughs> in the process so he's in the hospital so his mom come to like live with him and take care of him and he has kind of this like a cold relationship with his mother
0: seems to be yeah
1: yeah and it you feel like it wasn't always this way but he finds it really annoying um
0: and she's kind of snotty and. A little bit, yeah. him a little bit. Yeah. She's awesome. I love her. Oh,
1: yeah. She's a great character. And she notices, and you said it in the last time you explained the series, like she notices something, um, which is uh, a child abduction.
0: He has a moment, but he can't really suss out why it happened. Yeah. Um, When he tells his mom to like. Hey, keep an eye out for anything weird
1: i thought was cool she says you've had this before Mm. you've said this to me before um which i thought was an interesting little speckle so like you know this has been happening for a while um he doesn't talk about when it started he just said that like all of a sudden he gets and he doesn't freak out about it like it's that's not what the story is about the story is about the child abductions Mm. and how to stop it um I was worried that, not worried, but at first I thought they might stay in his childhood forever, but he mm. actually gets popped back into the present.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. In the first three episodes, he pops back and forth a couple times. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and
1: I totally went off track. I was talking about his mom. <laughs> yes. Basically, he tells his mom to notice something. She notices uh, the middle of a child abduction. And because she notices, and the guy who's abducting the child notices her, he lets the little girl's hand go. But he's like, seen her? and realizes she might know who he is Mm. just something there's like that moment and then he murders his mom yes and that's what sends the main character back so far into the past um he's oh sorry he's so yeah so this it's been murdered he goes into the apartment he gets blood all over him he's freaking out he sees the guy run away some neighbor sees him all covered in blood calls Mm -hmm. the police he's basically been
0: He's coroner. He's,
1: and he's been framed as sort of, like, the one who's murdered his mother. Um, and that's the stress of it and everything. Like, he is forcing himself to try and go back. But instead of going back the, you know, 15 minutes he's hoping, he goes back to his childhood. And it's a lovely moment when he, like, mm. freaks out about his mom his being there. Being alive, yeah. um, and he's just, like, so thankful. He's like, thank you so much. And she's like, what's wrong like, with what you? problem? <laughs> Um, so that was really nice. Um, I loved the kids in this. Kids the are really casting good. was fantastic. Normally, normally,
0: kids kids can be irritating sometimes, but I didn't find any of these kids No, irritating. they I love were that Kyle stupid all the time.
1: Yeah. You stupid? <laughs> um, I just, I loved the kids in this. Um, I love that when he finally gets some other kids involved, especially one I'm particular, he, like, the kid believes him.
0: Kenya, yeah.
1: Um, and doesn't doesn't scoff at him is like and i love that the kid picked it he's like who are you he's Mm -hmm. like you're not who you
0: used to be you're totally different yeah Yeah. Uh,
1: and i love that because how would you be if you were an adult put back into (laughs) your child's body right or your, your younger self's body um i don't know they just did so many things so right in this and even his friend from the pizza shop like she's very seventeen,
0: yeah.
1: And he's like, "Why do you trust me?" And her explanation was a little weird. It was like, "Cause I'd want you to trust me, and like, <laughs> I know you didn't do it, and that kind of thing." But I love her like her rage and like defending him, mm-hmm. and like when she breaks the guy's phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> like, "No."
0: So by the end, so. By the fifth episode. By the fifth episode. He's gone back and forth twice now? Yes.
1: So he's gone back. So he he went back to being a kid. He did some things, but the little girl, the first little girl still got. Still died. uh, That's Kayo? Kayo, yeah. Kayo. Kayo still gets nabbed, but just at a later date. Hmm. Then he gets shot into the future again, where the police are still chasing him. Goes into hiding, finds out more about the cases, realizes he has changed the past, but she still disappeared sort of the next day. Mm. Um, realizes if he, he needs to go back and when he does go back, um, needs to, like, try harder. And oh. I do
0: feel the show plays a little fast and loose with that sometimes, though. Like, I guess it doesn't matter if the timeline gets erased um, when he does, but, like... That second time he went back, he just did it like in front of everybody. Like what happens? Does he just disappear in front of everybody and then nobody cares or nobody thinks this is odd? Like,
1: or Well, well I think of it as time stopping, mm. right? It's not like he disappears and then the life goes on, right? It's I guess. It's stopped in that place where he's gone back.
0: And I guess the second he starts tinkering with the past, yeah, it doesn't it changes gets, the future. Yeah.
1: Um so the second time he goes back, he is again at near the time right before Kaio gets taken. Yes. Um and he tries harder and he comes up with a different plan. He makes a fucking taser. Also <laughs> though, my only problem with this, did they have disposable cameras in the late 1980s? Uh, I don't um they must have in Japan. There must Japan have been must a have, detail yeah. that Japan they were have. like actually Japan did in fact. It's a whole other th- side thing, but it's like so, uh, what's the what's the girl from the pizza place's name? Irie. Irie. So he he finds this book of hers, and in it is like self defense, <laughs> like learn how to be like have self defense because she lives on her own, obviously. And then in part of the book, there's like this offhand thing about you know it's going to come back, but offhand thing about like how to make a taser out of a disposable camera. And I love those little details as well. Um, I. Like I said, I love the kids. Basically, they move Kayo away from her mother. They put her in a bus. In the fifth episode, what happens is you see the the kidnapper mm, right. and he's wearing these like specific boots and stuff. And he goes into the bus and you think you're he's there to like nab her, but he just, he's obviously using the bus as storage and like throws down a backpack and like kicks it in frustration a couple of times. And she's just, like, huddled in a corner. Mm. Um, and then he leaves the bus and walks away into the distance. And that's where it ends in the fifth episode. And I was so desperate to see the sixth episode. <laughs> but I was so sick and congested. I was like, I
0: can't. I just sleep. Um, was
1: that a pretty good, like, rundown? Yeah, no. Okay. I
0: filled in a lot of blanks that I could. Because I, I was watching them basically a couple episodes a night at work. Yeah. Um. Bless that Netflix download feature. Oh, yeah. And, but me having... Not a lot of experience with mysteries and whodunits. Yeah, I'm assuming you knew immediately, theorized immediately who it is. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even I knew.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but like they did kind of throw some stuff in there with like the reporter mm. and stuff. So Fucking,
0: only only two guys in Japan with chinstrap beards, and they're both uh, <laughs> they're both involved in this very closely.
1: And, the, and but the thing with the, so then, okay, so every so often there's a thing and I'm like, what? Um, so there's like a fake moon at one point in the sky. It's like this giant moon. And I was like, what are you guys doing? And then the chin strap beard, that's obviously a fake beard. Like it's mm. the most fake looking beard I've ever seen on the guy who's supposed to have the chin strap beard. <laughs> like it was, yeah, it was yeah
0: ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that was the only like. If there's a critique to be made of the show, it's like, it's pretty. I don't have... I always like how-done-its more than who-done-its. Right. Like, I prefer more of the cat and Mouse. I don't care if I... You don't have to string me along for 11 episodes. I don't care if it's flagrantly obvious. But I don't know if they were going for that. Maybe they weren't. Maybe I just assumed they were going for more of a who-done-it in the early goings.
1: They did... I think what it's supposed to show is that... The reason they hide the ident- identity is to show that the character doesn't know. Mm. Like the characters don't know who it is. Yeah. Right. Um, the uh, Kaio doesn't see his face, so she can't identify him. This is my take on it. Mm. Right. Um, they show that he's in disguise so that the main character, like he doesn't know who it is. Right. Um, so, yeah. I think that's why they do that. Not for the audience's sake, but more for the, well, why doesn't the character just say, oh, it's this person, right? <laughs> it's because they don't know.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that was the only thing I've heard kind of tossed at that. Well, I'm impressed because, like I said, I. it's not a thing that I was like, it was, it was just because it was a new thing that was on there and it was kind of in the wheelhouse of the show and it was a mystery type thing. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, fuck, I, we're recording in like a day and a half. <laughs> I need to like give her something. I,
1: well, honestly, like I was... I I know you're just kind of like yeah they were good but I was actually really blown away by the child actors. Cool. Like I thought they were great. I thought the casting was fantastic.
0: I do remember thinking a few times that like the the girl playing Kyle actually like really touched my cold decrepit heart. Like <laughs>
1: yeah, um, she was great. Um, the the issues with child services like yeah. that was good. Like knowing that like the teacher had called before but they like couldn't do anything because the mom wasn't home. Yeah. And um. It was, that was all really interesting. Like, the birthday party? Oh, oh I can't.
0: <laughs> never had a birthday party
1: before. He'd never have a birthday party before with friends. Mm. I was like, oh, you two were <laughs> killing me. Um,
0: so, oh, yeah. God, yeah. We'll talk later in future weeks, but yeah, there was definitely a moment later on in the series where I was like...
1: <laughs> uh, but anyways, it's fantastic. I give it, like, eight and a half. Shit. I just haven't finished, so we'll see. All right. Eight and a half
0: well, that's kick punches. Eight and a half kick punches. Wow. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise winner.
1: Yeah. You've been doing real, real well. <laughs> just,
0: apparently when I overthink it, I, they're stinkers. <laughs> so I'm like, this is perfect. But when I'm just like, fuck, watch this. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like, awesome. Awesome. Well, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> the thing that made me the weirdest guy at the laundromat this morning.
1: <laughs> oh, good times. Um, So. I was looking on Netflix and we talked about musicals and, um, it's actually, I, I love this musical because it's silly and fun and the fashion, the fashion. (laughs) Um, and of course it has one of those iconic, uh, scenes, uh, performances ever. Um, so what I gave Jordan is gentlemen prefer blondes, the 1953 American musical comedy film, Um, It is based on the 1949 stage musical, which is based on the 1925 novel, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, The Intimate Diary of a Professional Lady. Um, The novel itself was adapted for stage in 1926, and then a 1928 silent film, which is now lost, unfortunately. Oh. Um, it stars Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe. Um, it is about two, uh, showgirls, not actually from Little Rock, um, but two showgirls. Sorry, that's the opening, the opening scene, the opening performance. Numba. Numba. Um, it's about two showgirls who are quite poor, who are want to marry millionaires. Well, the Jane Russell well, character yeah. wants to marry someone who's hot, um, and, in lo- and she's in love with Marilyn wants the wealth. Um, mm and, uh, and it's a basically about um, sort of shenanigans. Marilyn has uh, got her eye on this sort of dweeby banker and, uh, uh, guy who's in his, his father's a millionaire. So he's got he's born into money um, and uh, and basically loves him for his money. Um, the father, though, does not want him marrying this nobody, the this showgirl. Um, and tries to, in different ways to pull them apart. He, he makes it so that, um, th- uh, the two of them are supposed to get married in Paris. Um, he makes it so that his son doesn't get on the ship and hires a private investigator to give, inc- get incriminating, uh, evidence, uh, from the Marilyn character. Um, Lorelai, Lorelai, her flirting with and, and engaging in
0: chicanery.
1: Yes, that's good. Chicanery with with uh various men if he can. Um and then the Jane Russell character, do you remember her name? Dorothy. Dorothy. Um she uh she basically is just looking for love but with someone who's i think incredibly good looking. I think that's I think that's Dorothy's thing. Um and basically uh, craziness ensues on this ship. It's ridiculous. Um, there are lots of musical numbers. Fashion. Um.
0: Do you know why craziness happens? Because <laughs> the Marilyn character is fucking vile, but we'll get to that.
1: Yes. Um, we will get to that. And, uh, one of the most favorite or and famous iconic, um, numbers ever, which is Diamond's, uh, our girl's best friend, uh, is in this musical. And everything ends with a happy end in a double wedding the oh,
0: end how shakespearean
1: yes how shakespearean i mean how 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 jane austen <laughs>
0: um yeah
1: yeah i think that's a pretty good, good rundown um are there is there anything you like about this
0: oh i liked a lot of it oh okay
1: let's start with the things you like and then we'll go into the things you did not no
0: no we got to reckon with marilyn first. oh okay we're just as with a, just as a person as a person okay Lorelei. just just no just her Oh, Marilyn just the, Monroe. Just the Monroeness of it. Okay. I don't have a lot of experience with Monroe. I haven't really seen. You know, I never fetishized her. She was never like an icon of my sexual awakening. Like,
1: right? I never mean, really
0: saw anything she was in.
1: I should say that um, a lot of the Marilyn I watched. I went through a phase where I watched a lot of old movies mm. and watched like I would watch like um, movies that starred like a specific person. Right, yeah. a whole bunch of them. I had a Marilyn phase. I didn't want to ever get a tattoo of her on me. But there was a phase where I was really interested in the person and the person, the character she played in public. Her what she was really like and then also the it, her in films. Yes. Um so that's when I stumbled upon uh uh Gentlemen
0: Prefer Blondes. Um so I haven't seen a lot of films she's been in. I've seen this. I've seen uh
1: Seven Year Itch, maybe
0: no, is that the that's the one with the great. No, some like it hot is the one with yes. Jack Lemon and Drake. Mm-hmm. Um all the Maryland movies I've seen, basically uh, the movie just exists to have Marilyn do some shit, but she's not the point. She's never like She's never the lead. She's just there to be, like... Right. She's more of a lead in this one than she wasn't sound like it hot, I guess, but... Yes. Um, sort of, yeah. The thing is, I just, like, I feel like I just kind of can't do her, and maybe it's the character in this one, or maybe it's just her... And I understand this is what the industry of the time demanded of her. They yes. only wanted to give her these vapid roles type of thing. Um,
1: and that's how she made... That was part of her persona, right?
0: But I feel like... At this point, if I ever went into a woman's household and saw a Marilyn or an Audrey or Audrey Hepburn poster yes. frame or anything, it's the equivalent, it's the female equivalent of having a Scarface poster. Like it's right. just, it's right. The totem of the basic bitch. Um, one of them. That said, Jane Russell is a goddamn fucking queen. she is. And where can I get my Jane Russell poster?
1: poster? I will um,
0: hang that shit up. Immediately.
1: What's really interesting is Jane Russell loved working with Marilyn, and she
0: always like talks about how great Marilyn was. Oh, the production looked like a delight. Like, and the other thing is Jane, I don't think you mentioned this in the top, and I have an anecdote about this, which may have helped my viewing of it. Okay. Um, Movies by Howard Hawks.
1: Oh yes, I didn't mention anything about like director, like any anything like that. I didn't really think it was important.
0: Look okay. at how. Howard Hawks don't really know anything about him. Don't know his filmography or anything like that. Yeah. The only thing I know about Howard Hawks is a story from another podcast I listened to. Okay. Um, hosted, co-hosted by this guy, Jensen Carp, and the other guy, Matt Robinson, Matt Robinson, the screenwriter, loves film. Right. And he always whips out this anecdote whenever he believes that people just are not getting the artistic merits of something that he likes. Okay. Um, this has recently come up over one of the best podcast conversations I've ever heard about a movie, which was when Jensen and the guest argued with Matt uh, about the merits of the recently released film Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri or whatever. Okay, yeah. Which is apparently is a really kind of a racist, misogynistic, hot piece of garbage, but Fun. other people are like, it's parable and then I want a bunch of gold globes and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Maddie frequently tells this story on his podcast about going to a Howard Hawks Retrospecticus right. event at you know, the Arclight in LA or one of these theaters. And sitting there and watching people laugh and kind of deride the films right. and things of that sort. And eventually to the point where this old man stands up in the middle of the theater and goes, it's fucking stylized. <laughs> And then gets a round of applause and sits (laughs) back down and nobody says anything after that. Um, So that's in my notes. It's like fucking stylized. Stylized. Um, But I didn't find it, you know, as stupidly melodramatic or anything as like maybe his dramas are worse, but it didn't have that like mid-Atlantic accent, you know, like, yeah, he is saying, you know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't believe, like, <laughs> it didn't have that sort of, like...
1: It didn't have any Jimmy Stewart.
0: Yeah, it didn't have that kind of, like, film dialogue in it right. Um, that actors used to be trained to, like, speak in.
1: Well, fun fact about this. Hmm. So, I had mentioned uh, that it was based on a book. I yes. didn't talk about who wrote the book. Who wrote the book? Anita Luce. So, Anita Luce is a really interesting character because she was... Possibly one of the first staff scriptwriters ever. So she'd written this novel Mm. and then was put on basically like the payroll in like an old company that doesn't exist anymore (laughs) called Triangle Film Corporation. Um, And she went on to uh, write like a whole bunch of film adaptations of things. Um, And it was written by a woman. And I don't think that's like definitely why I like it so much but after finding that out like there is something about it that I did like I liked some of the messaging which is and this is the same with uh, Jane Austen books is for many many years the only way women could get any financial gain in their life is to marry up and to marry wealthy they had no way to make money themselves Mm. um so that's something to keep in mind when you yes it's a silly movie and it's fun and there are musical numbers but that's part of the messaging right and the when we talk about the marilyn monroe character we have to keep that in mind as much as she's vile and all she seems to care about is she is is
0: an utter mercenary like yeah
1: but when you think about it that's the only way she can make money that's it those are her options
0: i saw the sets of her musical numbers
1: yeah but again they talk about they don't get paid that much
0: they get paid they get paid something
1: yeah, but they don't get paid that much. And if she doesn't want to live in poverty for the rest of her life,
0: she... Eh, she could hold the owner. She she could she could start a labor movement.
1: Uh-huh. Sure she could. Actually, fun fact... Uh, Marilyn... You are just
0: filled with fun facts today. I
1: love old films. Uh, Marilyn Monroe is was one of the first people to um, basically dictate her own terms. Mm. And she did that by holding the studio hostage with her not appearing in any... Um, doing any interviews or anything about the seven-year itch.
0: Lorelai could have done that too.
1: I don't think her character could. But anyways, okay. She is a mercenary.
0: The thing I yelled at Caitlin. <laughs> so uh so yeah, they're on, this, they're on this boat. We haven't even talked about the plot of the film. <laughs> Not really. They're on this boat.
1: It's a ship that's going from the United States to France. Yes, yeah,
0: so it's a trans transatlantic uh steamer that they're on. And she's just on the prowl from jump. Yes. She's like looking at Looking at traveler logs, you know, finds a something, something, the third, yep. seat them at our table. Oh, if you don't, if you don't do this for me, I'll eat in my room and dudes always pay money to sit at my table and you'll have to give all that money back. Do you want me to have all my money, all my meals in my room? Oh, <laughs> second um, bring the something, something, the third to the table. Oh, he's like an eight year old boy. Uh, womp, womp. Yeah. Yeah. Vile <laughs> sons of... <laughs> um, Okay, forget the kid. Let's move on to the old married dude and who owns a diamond mine. Who owns a diamond mine? And this is like kind of a B plot of the movie. Because mm-hmm. like I said, the the Maryland movies, and Marilyn was never the driving force. She was just there to do other shit. Um not until later, but yes. Kind of. Um and meets the old dude, blah, 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 and is basically cons him into giving her yeah. His wife's, like, diamond tiara. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Stylized. Uh, (laughs) Stylized. And then seems alarmed (sighs) that the wife (laughs) shows up in Paris with, like, you give it back. You stole it. Well, no, I couldn't. Like, Piggy gave it to me. (laughs) As I'm screaming at (sighs) the television, forgive the phrase, going, but bitch, you did steal it. But she didn't because it was given to her. She swindled it, she but she told him to give it to.
1: Him. Yeah, but he did. She mm. black basically blackmailed him into it.
0: She doesn't deserve she Jane does Russell. She doesn't deserve Jane Russell. does not deserve Jane Russell. Can we
1: talk about Also,
0: that courtroom, mad lackadaisical.
1: Can can we talk about Jane Russell as Marilyn Monroe? Yes, we
0: can. Cause it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was
1: it's one of my favorite parts of any movie ever. So Jane Russell at the end. So Lorelai's, lies like can't be found to appear at court. So Jane Russell <laughs> puts on a blonde wig and does her best Marilyn Monroe impression and it is amazing.
0: And I will say this, you know, you don't I don't go into, you know, I'm not an old timey movie classic. You know, we've said before, film has no magic for me. I Right. Every time the Oscars wants to try it out, they're like, oh the magic of the movies. I'm like, eh, shut the eh. fuck up. Calm your tits. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um are not deserve to have as much money spent on these things as gets spent on these things. Um but I don't go into old movies expecting much. It's an exercise in culture, but this at this Jane Russell specifically, cause she's fucking awesome. Yes, she is. Made me laugh multiple <laughs> times.
1: <laughs> well, a lot of it's like,
0: she's funny as Helen. It's like, a lot
1: of like pot shots at yeah, Marilyn she, Monroe. She, she, right? like, like you're an idiot
0: basically. But, and this was a nice touch. I thought when, when, you know, Malone is that his name yeah the, the, the detective the, the the spy the the main thrust is like the detective is sent to go and get dirt on Marilyn and ends up finding ends up falling in love with Jane Russell and Jane Russell ends up falling in love with him because why wouldn't you she's fucking Jane Russell do a Google image search tell me I'm wrong <laughs> um y'all can keep keep the other one um he basically shit talks you know the Lorelai character yeah and Jane Russell's like mm-mm no she's my He's homie like, <laughs> he's like what are you talking about Ugh. she's fucking violent <laughs> and Dorothy's like no I get to talk about her yeah you don't yeah <laughs> like nice little female solidarity moment for mm-hmm. a movie that came out in you know what'd you say 53 or something uh,
1: like that? I can't remember 1953
0: yeah. hey look at my memory go must be well rested so yeah I was it made me laugh more than I was expecting it to specifically the lines given to uh given to Jane Russell um Regarding the infamous, you know, pink strapless, you know, you all know it's the Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Yeah. Sequence. Marilyn with the pink strapless and the uh, and the, you know, the long gloves and all that type of thing. Yeah. Um, weird lampshade masks. Not even lampshade masks. <laughs> I just I have in my notes like, why are these chicks hanging off a lamp? Like a chandelier made out of women.
1: Yeah. It's really weird. That was their
0: job? Once again, Maryland needs to like get a labor strike going, or get these women who have to hang off a chandelier for Jordan twenty minutes. Jordan, mm.
1: stylized, stylized, stylized.
0: It's like their furniture, their lampshades. Like what? What is going on here? Um, also, those dudes are way too old to be Olympic athletes.
1: Well, back in the day, I guess in the fifties, you could be <laughs> you'd
0: be thirty-seven in an Olympic athlete. Yeah, these days you're seventeen. Yeah. Um, yeah, of of the like, you know, old timey things that I go into with little expectation, <laughs> little hope for it to be good. Yeah, similar, similar thing to Erased. I came out of this just like this was actually really fun. Yeah, to watch. I skimmed or multitasked during the <laughs> musical numbers, of course. Aside from Jane Russell doing Marilyn, um, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, no, just the. The, the banter was good. The patter was good. The jokes were better than I expected. Um, I can't front. I, I, I like a well-put-together outfit as much as anybody.
1: They are fantastic.
0: Was it Jane Russell had that green number or something? That high-neck green number? Yeah, at all I plate? think so, I yeah. Like, mm, mm-hmm. Honey. Um, and for sitting on your Netflix for 90 minutes, like... Yeah. It's a good way to spend 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. So it's an eight. Ooh, eight. Wow. I'm going out the gate today. Oh, my gosh. Hot out eight? the gate with the eights. Wow. Yeah. No, I liked it. I liked it more than I was expecting to. And definitely, like I said, woke up real early today because it's been cold all week and your mm-hmm. man's has put off his laundry for a long ass time. Can I
1: just say that I have been sick or in pain for two weeks and we've been crazy busy with like wedding stuff and all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. And uh, I basically had laundry for... Didn't do laundry for two weeks, so I know how you feel. <laughs> I thought you were about to see,
0: say, I've been sick, I had a wedding, blah, blah, I still managed to do my laundry. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm saying I'm a trash person also. <laughs> I thought that's where that was going. Um, I don't know why my laundromat opens at 7 a.m., but it does.
1: It's for people like
0: you. And I knew I was going to system crash last night and wake up at the crack of dawn, which I did. So I got my ass up and went down to the laundromat and <laughs> sat in a Parkdale laundromat as the dryer spun <laughs> watching Gentlemen <laughs> Prefer Blondes on my iPad.
1: Amazing. Amazing.
0: Weirdest dude in Parkdale once again. But yeah, that's on your Netflix. 90 minutes. It's a good time. Fall in love with Jane like I do. I'm going to start a folder on my phone. Jane Russell. Just Jane Russell. Headshots.
1: Fantastic. And great green numbers.
0: Great green. She's beautiful.
1: And funny. She's a
0: queen. She's a queen. (laughs) Less Marilyn. More Jane Russell. Amazing. Anyway. Anyway. Well, that's the show. That's it. I think it was a good one for not being episode 100.
1: Yeah. Well, 99.9. 99.9843.
0: 99.9843. Um, haven't done it yet, but while you listen to this, because I'll probably do it, even though who gets traffic on a Sunday, um, <laughs> I will uh, throw up the first uh, patron bonus episode. That was our our apology for it's giving you more content. Double apology. <laughs> no, no, double apology. You're not getting two. You're just getting the You're one. You're only getting the one. Um, but check your feed. Yeah, that should be in there if you missed it. Uh and we promise, promise it's coming, maybe as soon as next episode. We're gonna talk about that briefly as I escort Kate out the door once we get out of here, but that's it's possible. Possible next week. Possible next week. Um As said at the top, if you have any ideas for things you would like to see us discuss, please let us know on episode one hundo. You can do that via any of our socials.
1: Or anything you'd like us to like do. <laughs>
0: He you know wants to do, watch, talk about, draw, listen. Do
1: you remember my sick ass dinosaur <laughs> dragon ass thing?
0: Dragon? Oh my god! I gotta make sure I get it. I gotta make that the throwback Thursday this week on Instagram. <laughs> it's somewhere on Twitter, but I can get that on Instagram. Uh, yeah, let us know. I mean, this is this is all this is a collaborative thing. We do it for y'all, so let us know what y'all y'all are into. Uh, and you can let us know via our Twitter or Instagram at GeekdownPod. You can email us. GeekDownPod at gmail.com or on our Facebook group. Which is
1: at www.facebook.com
0: forward slash
1: GeekDownPod. If
0: you would like to support this endeavor financially, I can't understand why you would, but I what? appreciate it.
1: <laughs> We're out here every week. I'm sick. I'm tired. That's true. I have crazy uterine lining growing and places. It,
0: her. uterine lining is kicking in the door, it's having waving a, the 4 4. It's
1: having a party when people are trying to sleep. Like,
0: it's being the worst. Her uterus is on that party and bullshit, like all the time.
1: Yeah. It's it's the worst. And remember, my ovaries are like, Yay, let's build stuff out of this.
0: <laughs> Please draw like, us this picture. I like how happy your ovaries are about this whole development. Like they just have no idea. <laughs> you know
1: what my ovaries are? My ovaries are Marilyn Monroe. Like they are like no idea what's going on. Um my I like to think of my uterus as like Jane Russell being like, What the hell is going on? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Draw that movie poster. I'm just
1: going to name different parts of my reproductive system, different actresses After from classic, the 1950s. Classic actresses? Yeah.
0: Gentlemen prefer Caitlin's uterus. <laughs> mm, what? Mm. Nope. What? It got weird. <laughs> Always does. <laughs> Always. Which is how we know it's time to go. My name is Jordan Ferguson.
1: My name is Caitlin McKinnon.
0: Theme song is by Rob Gasser. We'll be back next week for another fantastic episode, possibly the 100th episode of the Geek Down Podcast.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: Uh, I think Uh, technically you're walking us in because you haven't done it. You haven't done it like a year.
1: That's not true. (laughs) It's not been a year. It's not been since last year. Hey, I missed you. Hey, hi. I missed you. Hey, what's going on?
0: You're so cute. I missed
1: you. I have a big round face.